My visualizer has a 144Hz refresh rate. Paired with my monitor, it's just so satisfying to watch. And with that, we welcome you to a very Christmassy, a very New Yeary episode, probably not actually, of Bass and Breaks, <laughs> your favorite drum and bass show featuring Hidden Aura and me, Ground Sentence. Welcome. Hi, Hidden. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, I'm doing great. It's, uh, I'm enjoying the holidays a bit. It's very nice. I'm also studying a bit for university, so that's a bit stressful at the moment. But uh, I'm happy to be here and happy to do another episode with you. How are you? I'm very happy as well. Um, yeah, I love the time um, between the years is how we call it in German. I don't know if that's um, also an expression in English. Um, but this time is what we call between the years. And um, yeah, it's my favorite time of the year, to be honest. Um, just relaxing, pretending the world doesn't exist. There's no responsibilities. I'm like this five-year-old child again. And that's kind of magical and lovely. Um, so I'm so I'm quite happy. Do we actually have any Christmas topics for this episode, or am I just talking bullshit in the beginning? <laughs> yeah, I think you're just chatting shit at this point. This. Uh... <laughs> I was I was I was guessing. So yeah, I noticed while I was saying it, like we don't actually have any Christmas topics. There's one Christmas uh, topic that we might be able to talk about um, that just comes to my mind. The second isn't there like. A, um, all I want for Christmas is tour or something. Oh, no, we're, we're not talking about that. No, that's illegal. We won't mention that. We won't promote that. That's just straight out of hell. That has nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. The person who made that okay. has to go to jail for eternity. I feel like it's just, it's incredibly cursed. Okay, I haven't mentioned anything. We we don't know about that tune and it doesn't exist. You should certainly not look it up if you have exactly. That's the one. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. So what's been going on in the scene actually, my friends? Anything cool happening? Or should we? No, I'm sorry. We should actually talk about our last episode first, shouldn't we? Yeah, probably. I'll, uh, I'll give a small recap of uh, what we talked about last episode. Obviously, last episode was a pretty big one uh, because we had our first ever guest on the show, Offish. Um, we did a nice little interview with him. He showed us some of his work. He, we talked about where he got his inspiration from and how he made his music. Some sneaky little tips in there for producers as well. So I definitely advise to go check that out again. Uh, obviously afterwards with a pretty lengthy conversation about the difference between songwriting and producing which is something that all too often does not overlap nicely in electronic dance music uh, we talked a bit about saturation in your tracks and how to make them louder and sound full and then obviously we talked about our favorite tracks at the moment as we do every week yeah, that's that's how it was. Yeah, it was very exciting to have Offish there as our first guest, and I'm looking forward already to all the guests we may or may not have in the future. Yeah, it it went it went really well, and I I loved the fact that it was so spontaneous because obviously it was uh, first for Offish to appear on a, a live podcast on a live recording, and it was the first time for us that we actually had to you know get stuff done and get a host on there. So a uh, host, a guest on there. So yeah, I was very pleased with how it went. Um, 
So definitely looking forward to next year where we'll possibly have some more guests featuring on the show. Yeah, and speaking of next year, should we already make the announcement that this is probably the last, uh, the second last episode yep. um, that we are going to have um, for a while? We are going to take a winter break. Um, so I think it's nice to have a disclaimer like that. Already yeah. now we are going to have a winter break um, starting mid of January or beginning of January where um, another episode after this one will drop and then um, we will take some time off. Um, both Hidden and I need to focus on our university life and hopefully finish our degrees. Um, is it also your last semester? Uh, no, no, I still have an additional semester uh, afterwards. So Okay, fair enough. I should normally be finishing my degree uh, somewhere around September of 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, well, at least this degree. And then the current plan is to do another master's degree after that and um, in automation. And hopefully I can start that in September as well, but we'll see how everything goes. But if everything goes according to plan, I should be finished in September with, uh, with my degree. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't actually know where, where I will be heading after this. I have no idea. Um, so, <laughs> and I'm not thinking about it yet. <laughs> I'm just, this is a problem of future, Lucas. Yeah, um, I, I quite frankly cannot be asked with going to work already. Uh, I mean, I'm 21 years old and working up until my, well, by the time we get off 70s. work and get our pension, it'll be fucking 80 years old at that point. Probably, yeah. Uh, so I don't really want to do that. So I'm just going to study a couple more years and then um, then go on into the the professional life. That's a, that's actually an advice that one of my colleagues gave me um, at, at my part-time work. Like, take it easy. Don't stress too much. You have to work until at least 70 anyways. Yeah, exactly. And like, now is the time to study. Um, now is when all the information easily seeps into your brain. So it's definitely something I do not want to miss out on. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm not looking forward to the time where like, I can't even remember where my glasses are. Um. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's waiting for all of us and nobody wants it, but it's, it's going to happen at some point. I'm a bit, I'm a bit closer than you are already. Yeah. You're a fucking grandpa 25 already. 25 and everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What has been going on in the scene? Uh, obviously end of the year, a lot of big things happened. Uh, for starters, the anticipated uh, remix EP from Noisia finally dropped. A lot of good remixes on there. I haven't been able to listen to them all, but uh, I can definitely already say that the Manu one is possibly my favorite out of all the ones I've listened so far. Uh, it's a great EP, and I definitely you know advise you guys to go listen to it. Uh, and then obviously, because it's the end of the year, every major label is dropping compilations left and right, uh, featuring the best tracks of the year. So we've got Best of Elevate Records, got Boomslang 2021 Annual, we got Celsius, we got Disciple, we got Dispatched, we got DMBB, we got Influenza. All the labels are just dropping all their compilations right now um, with an overview of the music they released this year. So there's a lot of refreshing music again. Because obviously all the tracks you might have missed this year have just popped up again in the Spotify algorithm. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's it's almost impossible for like not super deep DNB heads to to keep an overview about every single release um, that happens in the entire year. There's like hundreds of songs basically being released every week. <coughs> um, 
So this is a great opportunity to have another re-listen, um, check out the, the favorite labels and see what they've been up to over the year and what you may or may not have been missing. I've actually only listened from all of the ones that you just mentioned, only listened to the Imano remix um, on the Neuja remix EP and this one was insane. Um, yeah. He's a he's a controversial guy, but I'm I'm kind of like I'm a little bit of an Imano fanboy at sometimes. Um, I think he makes great music. Um, like just just from a musical perspective, I respect him a lot. Yeah, um, um, as you say, he's definitely a controversial guy with all his hot takes on social media. Um, <laughs> like. I'm sometimes really surprised Matey hasn't got cancelled yet, but um, I do have to admit, yes, the technicality of his music production and just the sheer quality he makes, the sheer ingenuity, because like he does very special stuff, is just mind-blowing mm -hmm. to me. I look up big time to him um, for the, the, the creations that he makes and how well he makes them. He has released a lot, but like an absolute shit ton of amazing music this year. Um, so I definitely do think he deserves a lot of respect um, production-wise. Don't always agree with all of his uh, hot takes on social media, but that's <laughs> that's separate for me. Um, the music he makes is very, very well made and very respectable. And I think 2022 is going to be a massive year for all the newcomers, um, especially Manu, but also people like uh, Bunshin, the Caracal Project, All these mm -hmm. um, very well futuristic might <laughs> futuristic <laughs> might not really be the the proper word for it, but they they make this sort of for me at least futuristic type of style of drum and bass. Uh, mm -hmm. Another artist which I've been listening to a lot this year uh, is Soul. He's a producer from Australia. Mm -hmm. He's doing a lot of good shit as well. Uh, he's got an Releases on Pilot and Viper, if I remember correctly. Um, his music has been played like uh, a lot by Fox Stevenson. They're they're getting pretty good friends. Like he's over there now. Uh, they're over together in Australia right now, just kind of vibing around the place, which is very cool to see on <laughs> socials. Um, but he is making a lot of good music as well, and he he's got a lot of projects planned for 2022 as well. So I definitely look forward to next year. I think is going to be an uprising of like fresh artists that are kind of slowly creeping out now they're they're mm -hmm. going to make it big next year I'm, i'm pretty sure of it at least i'm really looking forward to all the newcomers next year that are that are pushing through um you mentioned this like futuristic style of drum and bass um i just looked it up there's there's one remix um that really stood out to me for this kind of like imanuish style um uh, like almost like snare core kind of uh, could classify it as that i don't really know how to classify this type of subgenre but um black sun empire stasis and the ways remix um i don't know if you know about this one but that one is really amazing um and also fits kind of into this imanu style so i hope to hear more from ways in that regard doesn't ways usually make uh like deep drum and bass He does, but for this one, he really went out and did just like a typical Imano track. Damn, and which one is it? Stasis. Uh, Stasis by Black Sun Empire. I'm going to have a quick listen to that because I want to know what that sounds like. It's awesome. Um, I can I can actually send it over to you. And maybe I will make it the, the, the my track of the, of the week um, or of the episode the next time um, because it is actually one of my favorite tracks um, possible. 
Oh shit, Often that's cool. Yeah. I'm listening to it right now. That's amazing. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I told you. The build up is awesome. Yeah, that's a bot, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, that's sick. Yeah, what I really like about this style, uh, which Imanu is pushing, uh, the Caracol project is also pretty heavily pushing, um, is that the, the very staccato uh, synths in there. I really yes. like those. It's a big difference because, like, we've had our phase of, like, folk horn drum and bass with the, the very long horns and the very long sub-notes. Um, there's obviously, like, Neuro, which is already a bit more staccato, but the sub is still rather sustained. But this is very, like very staccato and like very like a lot of spaces in between bass hits there's just mm -hmm. silence in the sub department which is pretty cool because we don't have that much yet and it's um, very full every time these hits are coming in these like chord hits it's usually also very special yeah. chords, it's also like, like very layered basic stuff you know it's very layered i think that's what yeah, gives exactly. it this full sound um, so it's like this contrast between very full hits yeah um supported by yeah. a strong sub and then silence and then another wave and another wave and it just pushes everything forward. I think the, the very speed. innovative thing about this is that the silence in this part is just throughout the entire frequency spectrum because like in a lot of subgenres there might be staccato like especially in dance floor there are very heavy staccato synths but usually the bass just continues you know it's just the top right. layer of synths that drops out and in this type of like subgenre, it's just everything in your entire frequency range just pops and goes down, and then pops and goes down, and then pops and goes down. And I think that's very refreshing to hear because it definitely gives this sort of yeah, it's a weird ambience to me, but I really like it. It honestly is something that's um, a bit underutilized, in my opinion, in drum and bass, and something that yeah. I would personally like to get into a bit more, like the power of silence, the power of silence, definitely. Area yeah but it's difficult oh. to pull off you know it's um, yeah 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 it is it needs to it needs to really fit and add to the swing and the rhythm of the rest of the tune yeah it's um, actually pretty funny that we've come to this topic because i've been um obviously i've been listening to a, a big amount of uh, drum and bass lately especially now that i'm like finishing up projects starting to study for exams like it's just music all day long and i've definitely noticed like while listening to tunes that I just get the feeling of, you know, I need to make more pauses in my bass line, just mm -hmm. straight up cut the bass out. Um, but obviously I haven't come to that because I've got like five projects lined up, which I'm currently finishing and I don't have enough time to start new ones. So, but that's something I, I want to try and, you know, learn next year and experiment with next year as well. Yeah, me too. Um, Perhaps and then collaboration. That um, would be a very this nice might be idea. something. This might be something we could try out. <laughs> Sneaky teaser right here. Plans for the future. Who knows? Plans for the future. Who should knows? Who knows what the future will bring us? Should make a, a single called "Based on Breaks." <laughs> <laughs> the first single, like it's a single. The first track is called "Based." The second is "Breaks." Yeah, that would be a very cool idea. <laughs> Full, full promotional material. We are competing with our own podcast at that point, you know, for SEO. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get rid of the the intro song. We just play that as our intro song next. And then as the, we add an outro song, which is the second track, full promotion. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that point where we like pushed out enough music that like our like up and coming or overrated and favorite track of the of the episode is just always a track of us, <laughs> <laughs> where we can run full egomaniac, you know? And exactly. Like, oh yeah, have you heard of this awesome track? It's by me. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a very good idea. We should get to work on that. Mm, yeah, write it down. Write it down quickly. Exactly. Um, and don't let the world know. But um, we've been speaking of pauses in productions, right? Um, something that's kind of um, yeah counteracting that is my um, yeah, production tip, technical topic of the uh, episode. And that is layering noise or foliage sounds um, beneath the entire track and letting that loop and run th basically throughout the entire track. And I think this is something that you also do. Um, yeah, am I yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I straight up take white noise, record it, and then just loop it throughout the drop. Right. And um, what this really does, so the idea that I got from some old Newton video, I think that's what he did in Tides. I think in Tides he had this like subway station recording that he used a tremolo on or something, and that looped in the background and just added a lot of life to the track um, and a lot of like yeah organic sound organic feeling and even though you can't really actively hear the noise um, or the foliage um, it still makes a big difference if you suddenly mute it um, a lot of vibe is gone and ever since I've seen that I've been experimenting with that I've also used subway recordings um, and things like that um, I've used recordings of like restaurants and cafes people chatting with each other and um, yeah, just layered it beneath and it adds so much life um, to production. So this is my production tip of the episode, layering some, some foliage sounds, um, waves, chatting, white noise. Yeah, it's, whatever it's you may very like. weird. This is a tip I've been using um, for like, I want to say like two years or something, uh, because it's something I learned while making melodic dubstep, especially. Um, it's so it's so weird because it sounds basically inaudible while you're listening to the track. But as you say, if you leave it out, it just feels so empty all of a sudden. And I layer a lot of shit underneath my tracks, stuff that you'll probably never pick up on unless you're like very listening it for that particular thing. Um, and that's maybe a challenge you could try if you go and listen to my track Mystical. Uh, I did that a lot in there. It's it's very hard to hear because of the um, the LFO synths in the the main drop, uh, but there's actually two layers of white noise in different octaves, um, so just straight up white noise and then it's pitched down or well formatted down I guess uh, because white noise is evenly spread Not throughout the frequency can, spectrum yeah. so it doesn't really pitch but that's just that's too technical. Anyway, there's two um, different white noise layers, one is low end and one is high end. They're both LFOs moving at different rates. Uh, there is, what else was there? I think there's a resample of my main synth, which is like pitched down an octave and heavily reverbed on there as well. There is some rain sounds. I think there also was um, fire crackling. And I think that was it. But like, that's just like five or six layers that just get added below the the entire track. Um, and if you look 
at say span or any other frequency analyzer you can really see how it sort of starts flattening out the the entire frequency response of your mix which is basically the goal you want because you want your mix to sound physically as flat as possible right um yeah for me it's mostly a trick to 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 liven up things a little bit to make mm -hmm. them a bit less surgical because i feel like electronical music um can often be very cold sounding surgical sounding precise sounding um unless you really go for sounds that counteract that so um adding some kind of randomness to it in this kind of form of some some noise some fire crackling like you said um, waves or whatnot uh, can really add a lot of life to a mix um, so yeah short production tip that may or may not help you out there in your productions hopefully it does then again like when making music i don't know how much you do this but i resample a lot of my elements throughout the track so you'll i'll have one element in there that is used in like six different places but six times it's completely different because it's it's resampled it's got a shit ton of effects on there it's filtered it's automated it's pitched it's granulized it's reverb it's delayed like it's very nice because it somewhat resembles the original sound so it adds a sort of consistency uh, to the track but it sounds completely different like it it works in your subconsciousness which is like a really interesting thing to me i seldom yeah i seldom resample within the track that much like in the original sound design stage of my music um mm -hmm. in the beginning of, of coming up with a track and some kind of elements and things like that i do resample myself a lot um but i seldom take one element resample it, use it at a different position. And I, I think that's something that Offish actually uh, told me to do a lot of times already to <laughs> re like really fully use the elements that I create instead of just creating new ones. And I think he's right about that. Um, but yeah, so far, so far I've like mostly just created new, new yeah. sounds um, for new positions. I think for me, I started doing that because I always struggled with getting my tracks to sound like cohesive. Like I used too mm -hmm. many different sounds that just didn't fit together. So like my intro could sound like one song and my drop would sound like something entirely. I just pulled out of another song and just paste it together. Um, and so I started actually resampling stuff I used, like synths and stuff I use in my drop uh, to make pads for the intro and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, like, then it sounded too monotone, so I started, like, affecting them and just post-process the absolute hell out of them and then resample them again so they didn't sound too alike. But it still made the track sound more like one piece instead of just a build-up and then a drop from a completely different track. So I think that's where that stems from, for me. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um it really helps to to glue the vibe together and yes i do still use elements from the drop in the intro but i don't think i change them too much i mm -hmm. maybe i teaser them in a little bit rather right, than right. resampling them completely and like making a pad like ma making 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 a pad out of a lead sound for example i seldom mm -hmm. do that these days it's it's i find it very odd how psychological music can be 
like how how you can you know kind of influence someone or trick someone's brain into making it sound <laughs> cohesive that, because that's basically what you're doing right you're just tricking it into making it sound better um and more full just by adding complete noise which is the most eternal thing there is and make it you, sound better that's so weird to me think, i love science yeah speaking of science do you think there's a science of what music becomes popular and what music doesn't do you think uh, there's a formula well i mean yeah of course it's it's basically statistics right um you you analyze what music is doing good at a certain time you you look at the the statistics of like what topics are hot basically um and then you incorporate that in your music that's what you make that's just it's maths and you capitalize on maths but i think if you do that if that is your approach to making music i personally find that very sad um because you're not making music that you love you're making music that's going to give you the most money and that's just well morally it's not wrong it's everyone can do whatever they want um within the confines of the law obviously um <laughs> we we don't promote violence on based and breaks <laughs> no, we, <laughs> are a peg, we are a peggy 13 podcast here yeah exactly um, with some with some swear words added for um, flavor so i mean i find that just sad uh from a a creativity point of view because you're basically just copying what's already hot and i see so many people out there that are doing this and yeah sure they're getting a lot of streams and a lot of attention um but i think it's just it's well yeah it doesn't come from the heart which to me is i know it sounds very fucking weird to say this and very spiritual and like you know <laughs> it's a hot take but like for me music comes from the heart and i make this drum and bass because this is how i feel you know i put my actual emotion into this you know this uh because i've teased a very special project that i've come in i've got coming up for next year uh with you which is just the exact uh definition of me putting my emotions into my music um so that's something i value a lot uh, in producers when they actually put creativity and emotion into their music and if you just a cold machine that goes off what music is popular and then recreate it and swap genre seven times in your career because the most well the the most liked type of music changes that's just that's just a big no-no to me but that's just personal i guess what, what do you think about that i i think there's of yeah of course there's some sort of like science behind that allows to like forecast um what songs will have a higher probability to become popular and which ones don't. Um, so I'm actually wondering if like at some point popular music can be made by an AI um, that is just trained on the on the typical radio music for long enough that it can like just start creating music. So this is quite an interesting topic for me. But um, obviously for me as a drum and bass artist myself, um, music definitely comes from the heart and is emotion. I think music is always a spiritual thing, um, unless it's like really just made for commercial, um, for commercial success. Um, so yeah, emotions play a huge role in the music. I think you can also hear when someone put their emotion into music compared to when they didn't. So I I still doubt that we can fully 
automate music to like the degree where we don't need humans anymore but um, um, i still think it's predictable what's popular and what isn't i um at this point in time i agree but i also um because this is obviously partly like my field of study um even today i was uh, learning a course on uh, dsp which is dig- digital signal processing um in which they use a lot of ai and uh, neural networks and if i look at the state of what machine learning is able to accomplish i don't think it will take 10 years before music can be made by ai to sound good i honestly don't um isn't there already some kind of ai generated music um, yeah yeah that obviously doesn't sound like super garbage there is and it doesn't sound super garbage but it's not something that someone would actually listen to for pleasure um <laughs> and it is still something that you can discern from like all right this is not great quality um but if i see how quickly computer science is growing i think that within five to ten years it is completely unrecognizable um in music i think what because is- go ahead what is what is always going to miss from that i think is um yeah this like little bit of innovation and the like happy accidents that humans make that result in innovation um i feel yeah. like music lives from making mistakes and that's true doing things that technically don't work but then they do work um in the yeah, end I mean- they still sound good take a look at dissonance uh which was considered to be a very bad thing in the the middle ages it was even considered to be daimonic a uh, demonic right like the triton and stuff like that <laughs> dissonance was very very bad and we didn't do that and now dissonance is something used in jazz and i mean it gets used in a lot of music now and it's uh, a thing you can use to spice up your chords like even very subtly it can be used um to change the emotion a chord has and that's exactly the the one thing that AI won't be able to do. It won't be able to have accidents, um, which is how innovation usually happens um, from a theoretical standpoint. Like something did not intend, uh, did not go how it was intended, and then it ended up doing pretty okay. And then we just, you know, we roll with it. We basically just we're basically winging fucking humanity, aren't we? Every like, day, I feel like I, I yeah, think, just I life. Think the, we just wing it, basically. As humanity, we just <laughs> wing it. Existence, that's just oh, we'll see what happens. That's that's exactly what we're doing. We're winging life, and that's something a robot can't do. We are living in a like big circus tent. <laughs> yeah, basically, we're all circus animals on this planet. <laughs> Certainly, we are. Um, but, <laughs> but beside I think there's that, a kind though, of beauty in it, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Like that's, as you say, that's what makes it so special to be <laughs> a human, and that's the only thing that sets us apart from machines, um, basically. <laughs> Winging it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. Every other thing can be automated. Like staying within music context, um, like you could say, you know, you add different emotions to chords by varying the the, um, the way you hit the notes, the timing and the the right. hardness. All those parameters can be tweaked in a DAW. Like you can easily automate that. It can easily randomize to give it a more humane feel. And you'll never know if it was intended because you can set bounds. Um, like 
<laughs> all that stuff can be automated, uh, especially as someone who is very into automation, because that's um, the second degree, uh, the second master's degree I'm going to be going for is within automation. Uh, obviously, industrial automation, since I'm doing engineering. Um, yeah, like it is taking over and it is the future um, to some degree as well. I guess I guess um, my hope is still um, that art is one of the few things that machinery can never fully imitate. Like, oh, they, they can imitate it, but they can never fully, advance fully reach it. They the can't human advance level. It. That's the thing. Yeah. They can imitate what's there because they can learn from what's there and then replicate it, but they can never make something new and exciting. They can never push art to a new level. And with Do you a new know who level, can make I don't. Something new and exciting, though. Tell me about it. Our artists, up and coming, and favorite of the episode. Wow, <laughs> that was quick. That was smooth, wasn't it? That was very smooth and very quick. Jesus Christ! Too Are early. Too early. I mean, we're all only half an hour in. But I mean, oh I really? Guess, I I I, 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 I haven't could. looked at the time. Yeah, we're only half an hour in. <laughs> okay, then I got a treat uh, before that because I wanted to talk about the favorite album of the year. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay, there we go. <laughs> if you please, if you please. Of course, take it away. One of the albums that was definitely not automated by machinery, or if it was, then um, I'm submitting myself to AI and they can create the rest of my tunes for the end of time. Um, it is... Um, of course, one of the few vinyls that I've bought this year, and it's um, yeah, new tones, little spaces. Um, I thought long and hard about which album to pick there. Um, Simulations was very close there as well, and there's been a handful of other awesome albums um, coming out this year. But the way little spaces touched me, um, and really the emotions that every tune gave me. Um, was something very special to me. So I want to thank Newton here for, for this amazing album and I've listened to it a lot of times and I just straight up love it. Here um, come the shoutouts again. Here come the shoutouts again. But I want to, I, I'm super curious, what is your album of the year? So um, I, I went through my all the tracks I liked this year on my Spotify account and um, not surprisingly, there were not too many albums in there um, because the way I listen to music, I don't usually listen to entire like albums uh, in one sitting. I just that's just I don't like that. Um, that I don't really discover new music that way. So what I tend to do is I just put on a couple songs and then let Spotify recommend me the rest, um, be it <laughs> by uh, Daily Mixes or Discover Weekly, Release Radar. Just Spotify auto-mixing has given me so much new music this year that's actually unreal. Um, like if I, I was scrolling through it and I was just like, oh, right, we're almost there. And then I look at the date and it's still like in September. And I was like, shit, still another half year to go through. Uh, like compared to last year, I think I've easily had four times the amount of new music like this year. Um, so I definitely, I definitely like that. And that's just because of this summer as well, I've been working on my, um, my bachelor's project. I had to work on it all summer. So it was music from 10 in the morning to sometimes seven, eight in the evening, like every single day. 
so that has definitely given me a lot of new music. Um, so when I looked through, there weren't too many albums, um, especially not drum and bass ones. There was one album though, which I liked every single track of and I've listened over and over again. And I know this is very controversial because it's not a drum and bass um, album and some people might hate me for this because it's actually dubstep. Uh, is the Risen EP from Phase One. Um, I'm a big fan of Phase One's music. I, I definitely enjoy uh, the metal step he makes, the, the metal rhythm-ish crossover thing. Uh, so I, I literally rinsed that album like time after time after time after time. Um, so I think that has to be my pick for this year just because I've listened to it so much and I barely listened to any other albums this year. <laughs> That's really interesting to me. So the way that you are, dis uh, like, do you listen to full tracks when you discover music or do you like skip through the track usually and see if it's something for you and then you go to listen to it fully? No, I, I listen to the entire, well, I listen to the entire track is also saying a bit too much. I listen, right, from start to the drop. And then if I like the drop, I listen through the entire track. And if I'm like, yeah, okay, this song is not great, then I just skip it. Um, But like, if because I like it, I do listen to the entire track, yeah. Because I'm quite horrible for this. I'm like, I'm really the person that just skips through like five points, five different points in the track. And if I like all of those, then okay, there you go. You get into my like How? playlist for stuff that's interesting that I want to like listen a few times to and decide whether it's something for my like regular playlist or not, or it gets kicked out. But How I do very you have seldom the time sit down for this? and just... Jesus, Sorry? how do you even have the time to do that? <laughs> Let's say like, I mean, it's, it my takes music, shorter amount, right? I mean, no, because you have to actually, you know, actively click the certain points in the track. My music just plays in the background constantly, right? I, yeah. I well, listening subconsciously is not really it either because I do know what I'm listening to and I vibe to the music. Um, but like, I press play. And then I continue working usually on another screen or like another tab on what I'm doing and just plays in the background. If I don't like it, I just alt tab to Spotify, click the next button and go straight back into what I'm doing. Like I, if I have to click five points in a track for every next track that plays, that takes so long, doesn't it? But those are just like sessions where I really just do ah, nothing right, else yeah. but explore music right, and when yeah, i yeah. don't do that then i usually don't go for exploring because when i work on something and there's music running in the background i completely lose focus on the music and it just exists um right, but i don't yeah. hear what's happening and so even if it's something that i don't like i won't probably notice um mm. i just have music in the background and i'm so full focused on um, whatever the other thing the, the work or whatever it is yeah I have okay. to do. that makes sense right. that makes sense um Like the way I do it is usually I just do what I just described. Um, and then I just, if I like a track, I add it to my liked songs if I really like it. Uh, if I like it and it's not like wow, then I just listen to it and then it just disappears back into the void it came from. <laughs> um, and if I don't, if I dislike it, it just gets skipped. But if I really like it, I just add it to my liked tracks, which is basically my massive playlists of. Well, the tracks I liked, which is basically what it's for, and then I just play that on like shuffle in my car when I'm going pretty much anywhere. So that's going to and from uni every day. Um, to uni only takes me usually like 15 minutes, but because I come back at 
hellish hours in loads of traffic i usually it's anywhere from like 30 to an hour um so i have a lot of time to listen to music then and then i just play my like tracks on repeat i never use the like function call me call me controversial Uh, i never use the like function in spotify (laughs) boy boy (laughs) you know i have a i have a playlist like all of my playlists are public uh, but i have one playlist that isn't public and that's the playlist where i just put everything that's interesting in this moment for me like that's basically my liked songs right Mm -hmm. um and i just clean it up um every every week or something and just throw out everything that like will never make it into a playlist of mine so i'm really picky with the stuff that i put into playlists yeah that's that's, like my yeah that's the other thing for me i think i'm just entirely too lazy um but i don't make playlists like barely um like i have a couple of playlists uh like I have a playlist dedicated to UK drill. Um, I have a playlist <laughs> with um, drum and bass tracks I can scream along to in the car. I have a playlist uh, with chill tracks for in the car, mainly from when I'm returning from like a rave. Um, because after I've, my head's been, you know, filled with drum and bass and usually Belgian uh, jump up for like eight hours. I just want some peace and quiet in the car so I can come home and go to bed um <laughs> so that's that and that's got like just under 50 tracks and you for the, the millennium rest, selections right uh well yeah i had the millennium selections oh they don't was, exist anymore when i was called millennium obviously i did this are thing. they the hidden aura selections now uh well they were for about two weeks and then i was like nah um, <laughs> I, I don't have the time for this i really don't like I, I used to have a lot of time uh, in my first two years of uni um, to do all of that stuff, and then my third year was already a bit like more spicy, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I can come <laughs> up with thirty new tracks every week." Um, and then this year is just a no. That's just a no. I do not have the. I simply don't have the time for it. Um, like you've curated all. it every week, right? Yeah, I used to curate a thirty-week playlist every single week and that's a 30 new tracks right all right there might be one or two duplicates but not like the fucking ukf liquid drum and bass uh, playlist which just recycles 45 out of 50 tracks each week or each two weeks um no i actually had 30 <laughs> new songs every week uh, and we have another friend a mutual friend uh, called voynik which we mentioned last episode or two episodes ago um, mm-hmm. He still does this, I think. He updates uh, his playlist, but he also stepped away from doing it exclusively drum and bass. So it has a bit of everything in there now, every week, uh, 30 tracks. And I think he's been doing it nonstop for like a very long time, hasn't he? Yeah, he does. And he's oh, yeah. very if good I, at curating playlists, I think. Yeah, uh, if I look at... So he's got the selections playlist and then he copied me um by doing a history playlist where every we- after every week he just moved the selections from last week into the history and get new selections in so the history is basically a long ass overview of all the tracks he selected over time and if i look at this um this history playlist now has 990 songs from from voynik or from you uh, from voynik from voynik jesus 
Uh, I don't even know if I can come up with 1,000 drum and bass songs, to be honest. Well, yeah, but obviously it's not all drum and bass anymore because he stepped right. away from that format. So, like, it's drum and bass, it's techno, it's some uh, UK dubstep. It's, you know, it's a bit of everything, really. I think there's even some German um, drill music in there or German rap. I've, uh, I've never heard really German drill music, to be honest. I was, he sent I, I'm me wondering some, if it exists. Yeah, it does exist. He sent me some at one point and I just I pissed myself laughing because <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so weird to me. Like, I mean, if he enjoys it, that's all the better to him. But like, I couldn't stop laughing. It was. It sounded so weird to me. Um, I remember him asking me about some German rap recommendations. Like, I personally don't listen to pretty much anything that's not English. Uh, music ways not mm -hmm. even dutch um because i absolutely despise dutch music it sounds so bad um i can rant about that for about an hour but i basically <laughs> just listen to exclusively like english uh, spoken music with the occasional bit of like spanish in there um you know tracks like Cientelo and all that stuff yeah despacito is my favorite obviously. uh despacito tour that's my favorite remix of the, the moment <laughs> Does it um, exist? I hope it doesn't, and I don't want to make it happen, so let's just move on. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so like hearing something, plus I don't understand a single word of German, so it sounded so weird to me, honestly. Like, But my, my Spotify weekly playlist uh, used to recommend me like a lot of Finnish music um, and Finnish rap music. And why? then I just started How? to get into Finnish. I don't know why. And they, they also had like <laughs> Russian music in there for some reason. I thought I like, I'm, I, I don't know why, but Finnish and Russian. You hit it here um, first, folks. Grand Sentence will be listening to those Gopnik beats. <laughs> oh, I love Gopnik, actually. <laughs> there's, a, there's a photo of me existing where I'm like um, squatting yeah, and like doing this like typical like... Um, Warehouse hall dance on the floor with two bottles of vodka in uh, in my hands. I wouldn't be surprised if you actually sent that to me at some point. For I don't I don't know if I have. Uh, I don't think I so. Think, it's like I think you sent me a picture of you squatting somewhere uh, in your fucking hoodie for the um, the promo material for the system malfunction remixes. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That was that, but that was specifically made for this. No, the one that I'm talking about is like. Boah, that was six or seven years ago at some weird house party where, like, for oh, some damn. reason, I just started when you were to play my like young Mr. age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back in my day. Back in um, the day when I was young, <laughs> when I still had my second teeth um, and no elbow problems. Um, that was Growing a good time. Old hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> Yo, but I actually, did I tell you about this? Like, um, this is now super off topic, so let's just keep it to 10 seconds. But I need to go to, like, um, how do you call it? Like, chiropractor? Like, like, chiropractor. Like a, 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 yeah, 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 exactly. <clears throat> like, someone to, to help me, like, deal with my shoulder because I can't use my right shoulder properly anymore. So oh, I'm God. actually growing to be a grandpa. Oh, God. That's not it's, good. I couldn't even drive at one point. I couldn't use my hand to like oh, shit. use the steering wheel. It's I mean, crazy. My back is kind of fucked, but I blame COVID for that. I've spent way too much time sitting in my um, like my chair here. Um, mm -hmm. Way too much time slumped over. Like it's my back like was like a shrimp. Yeah, no, my back was severely fucked like a couple of months ago. It was unreal. It was actually very bad. Um, but that's getting a little bit better now i've been wearing this type of harness to like 
straighten my back out. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been helping recently, but it was very bad a couple of months ago. Like it was insane. Oh, it's I like, a producer sickness. Yeah, I also have this very bad habit of like not sitting up straight and like moving myself into very weird, unusual positions for your body to be in on an office chair. <laughs> like when I'm, you know, when I'm taking a break, my legs go up on the table and then my back starts twisting in all types of ways that are unnatural straight from the exorcist. Uh, so that doesn't help, obviously. I thought more about the Kama Sutra, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are my favorite yoga positions. <laughs> the downward dog. We all know it. <laughs> the rising sun. Um, Full, oh, full moon would be a nice one. The rising um, sun sounds like a very, very graphic euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting we're getting a bit well, off track okay, here. The quality, the quality is high today. <laughs> yeah, um, just disclaimer: we're both very tired. This is normal, <laughs> okay? It's it's a stressful time. We're tired. <laughs> We're still here doing this for you guys. <laughs> I love it. I love every second of it. Mm-hmm. If it comes to me, we could be stupid every time. Same. You know what I also love every second of? Tell me. Our favorite track of the week. No way. You did it. You, <laughs> you son of a bitch. You've done it again. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so so what is yours? Do you want to hit me first? Right. Um, obviously, we should first uh, talk about our up-and-coming and overexposed artists. Um, so yeah. my up-and-coming artist of the week is called Stacy. That's stay, as in stay here, uh, with a dash and then a C. Um, she is from Africa, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. She is from, let me tell you now, from Johannesburg in South Africa. Um, so I found that pretty fitting uh, while talking about drum and bass, because obviously we all know drum and bass stems um, from ethnic backgrounds. Um, and yeah, she's she's only got, well, only got is a bit of an understatement over or an overstatement i should say she's only got 3700 something monthly listeners which is still very big compared to the both of us um but very low-key compared to someone actually big in the scene and as always i came across her music very randomly thanks to spotify um just randomly handing it to me while i was driving in the car and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it was this very weird... Well, I don't really know how to describe the track, really. Um, I think I best just let you guys listen to it, and then we can talk about it afterwards. But it was this very um, like heavier drop than I was expecting, I shall say. So this one is called Russian Doll by Stacy, and I'll just let you guys listen to a short piece of it. Like you, f- you feel what I'm, what I'm getting at. What I'm, what I can really feel is like um, um, the like 
South African kind of influence. Yes, um, the percussions, exactly. The percussions are amazing. I was expecting this very like jungle-ish track, you know, um, with like mm -hmm. an, an 808, but not distorted at all. And then all of a sudden this like semi type of foghorn bass hits and I was just sat in the car like, what? <laughs> what is this? Um, so I was very surprised by this, uh, to be honest. Um, now, she's very, well, very small, uh, rather small. Um, but if I look at the uh, tracks, this one especially, um, like it was released on hospital records. Whoa. And then she has another, she literally only released two tracks, uh, this one on hospital records, and then another one this year, um, which was uh, her remix of uh, New Technique by New Logic, also on hospital records. What a head start into a career. So like... I don't know what happened there, but her only two releases were both on Hospital Records, um, and that was pretty impressive to me. Yeah, obviously. I mean, landing on Hospital would be a dream. Um, yeah, it was it was very crazy to me. Um, then she she was also like featured uh, on some compilations, I think, uh, but those were a lot smaller tracks. These ones were the the two big ones, I shall say. But I was pleasantly, no, I love pleasantly it. surprised by this. Um, it was very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also very positively surprised. Like I said, the percussions is what stands out to me the most. Um, those are really natural. There's a lot of like one-shot sounds in there that um, only appear once or twice, maybe in the snippet that mm -hmm. um, that you've chosen. So used very sparingly, and yeah. um, I really like it. There's a lot of organic vibe to it yep especially that awesome one so what did you pick i picked something from an estonian producer i hope i'm right that he's estonian um i did look it up before um called effected life and he's someone that i've um been following on and off um for at least the past year probably a bit longer and um, he's someone that i really just got to know through discord and through the differential um, drum and bass server um, because he's quite active there and he he usually posts these soundcloud links um, of his work in progress and everything and i've been listening to it and the quality has just been always super good but he seldom released anything and i think it's it's quite a pity but um, yeah, I've picked one of his tunes um, here today, a very, very lovely piece um, that's called Luna Dream by Affected Life. And yeah, he had some some releases before. I think he's been on high tea um, okay, with one track. Nice. Um, so he did have decent releases, but um, yeah, I hope that he pushes out more in the, in the coming year. So um, yeah, let's listen to Affected Life, Luna Dream. Wow. 
I think it really characterizes the sound that he has. That's why I picked this particular one. Um, because he has these like rather typical vibey basses and mm -hmm. he usually goes for like these calmer um, atmospheres and everything and he has these lovely melodies high production standard and everything yes and so. the guitar riff sounds so good it's so beautiful right that's that was it's very emotional like i felt like the bass was very deep and well, heavy is not the word but like it very full sounding and deep but it still feels so uplifting and like mellow and then the the guitar riff on top just finishes it off completely for me that's so cool yeah that's that guitar riff really got me to choose this particular one from him Damn, that's um, so nice see i really like it and i think moments he's really like underrated. this i really wish i could play an instrument man like guitar <laughs> oh do it I don't learn have the time. It. I want to learn it, but like I have to learn from like zero because I know how notes work and chords and stuff, but I don't know how to like read notes, like actual notes. What would notes. you want to learn though? Which instrument? See, that's the thing. I would definitely want to learn guitar, but I also would want to learn piano. Um, and I barely have the time to learn one instrument, so let alone two. Um, so that's something like... The thing is, like with a guitar, you can do a lot of cool stuff as well. Um, yeah. So if you go for like a cheap electrical guitar, there's some there's some online that you can buy. It doesn't need to be an expensive one for for that. True. Then you can already do a lot with the distortion units in your door and everything. Yeah, that's um, very true. To be fair, it's quite easy to get a decent sound of it out of it and then resample it. You don't need to play like super complicated riffs right from the start, mm -hmm. um, but you can just play a few notes and then resample them and and. True. create sound like this and this is a really really nice thing um that yeah. i sometimes do as well but to be honest i wouldn't even really know um like how do i hook up an external electric guitar to my door oh it's quite simple um it's just like do you, do you have a you must have a line input on your um uh, interface right uh yeah i have one xlr input which is where my mic is in now and then i have one trs input um which is yeah. the line, obviously, an instrument's input, I should call it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you just you just um, take the cable from the guitar into that thing. Done. Oh, that's literally all. <laughs> Turn up the gain, um, and then select in like the input source in your DAW, mm -hmm. and that's it. Oh, it's, okay. It's basically nice. it's basically like recording a mic. Oh, nice. Um, so it's quite simple. And um, I think I think electric guitars are not super expensive, the the cheaper ones. So um, just for like starters or something, or a bass. A bass is also something that you can buy relatively cheaply. Bass guitar. Um, yeah, bass guitar. Yeah, but I think um, personally for the music I make, a bass guitar would be less, you know, if well efficient, I guess, because I wouldn't really use it that much because. Right. Obviously, most of my bass lines are synthesized in Serum, which I finally paid off, by the way. I finally officially own Serum. We did it! It's, uh, <laughs> I, I think it was, what, a year or something? Um, I'm I did, still paying I did, uh, for it. I did the splice rent-to-own thing, um, obviously, too. because that's just very handy. It was uh, 10 bucks a month for a year, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and yesterday I did the final payment and as soon as I got the email uh, from PayPal that the payment went through, it only took like a minute and I got the, the email from Splice like, right, here's your full license for um, 
for Serum and I was happy because that's the first plugin um, that I, you know, major plugin, I should say, that I uh, actually bought, like, obviously, like, smaller things that are just 22 to, like, $50 um, I've bought, quite obviously. Um, but, like, an actual very big thing like that is the first thing I uh, I bought, which is very, which was a big step for me. Fantastic, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, still, I'm still in the rent-to-own plan. I was fighting against Serum for such a long time that I didn't get it. Um, I think sometime this year I, I started my rent-to-own nice. journey on, on Splice with, with Serum. <laughs> <laughs> Before that I was like, no, all these fanboys are using Serum. I don't need Serum. I'm special. <laughs> but actually I Serum, Serum is awesome. Like. I know people have recommended me uh, to use Vital like so many times. Uh, Voynich has told me to use Vital. Offish has told me to use Vi uh, Vital. But I just, I know Serum so well by now. I think that's the major thing. Like I've been using Serum for years. Um, so I know the plugin inside and outside. Like if I have a sound in mind, chances are pretty big I can recreate it in Serum, right? As to where yeah. Vital is a completely new interface, a completely new way of working. Um, so I also have my like my library I made of, of Serum presets that I've made in the past in like sound design sessions, which I reuse and resample and tweak. Like stuff I made from when I was making melodic dubstep, I can just resample or like you know edit uh, to make some nice mid basses, uh, some fills for like my liquid which I've mm -hmm. done. Um, and so that's also something I don't have with Vital. I've, I'm starting from scratch again. So I think it's just, I like Serum way more because I know exactly how everything works and how to do some special shit with it. I've been playing around with Vital before, actually. And Vital, I think it's, it's quite nice. It's an awesome thing that it exists. Um, yeah. A free alternative to like a powerful synth. But... Um, what really turned me down and uh, the reason why I never used Vital again was because I don't like the sound of the filters that they are using. Um, I think the filters sound so much better in Serum that I would just never consider using Vital. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I guess um, it's somewhere that's just logical, right? Um, you have so much more money that you can spend on proper coding for the filters to make sure they don't affect your face and that they sound good and nice and clean um, because everyone's paying for the plugin whilst with a free VST, obviously you don't have that, you know? So Right. Yeah, of course I'm super picky logic. in this. Um, um, but I mean, I'm just comparing like my options and Serum is one of the options yeah. and Vital is the other. And then um, when I'm like having the direct comparison, which of course is an unfair one because one is paid for, the other one isn't. Um, but if I disregard the price, then um, Serum is winning for me any day because I just like the sound of it. Same. Serum is a very clean synth and it just offers so many possibilities. Just the wavetables... And the, the entire editor behind the wavetables is just like a complete new synth, if you know how yeah. to use it. And that's why I use it so often. Like it's it's very it's gotten adverse working for my CPU consumption because my tracks are frequently <laughs> pushing over hundred percent CPU. Um which is rather shit, especially in later stages, like the um the the special track I'm working on that I sent you an update to earlier today. Um like Ooh. if I 
listen to the vocals and the bass together, I'm sitting at like 95% CPU usage. So <laughs> if I want to listen to the full track, I have to export it. And that takes a shit ton of time, um, which is stupid, but I like my serum and I will keep using my serum and all nine instances of it. <laughs> that's why logic that's why logic yeah logic rules the world i never ran into cpu <laughs> bottlenecks yep that's, so the, that's the thing but like it's not obviously it's not only serum it's also like the massive post-processing chains i use on a lot of stuff um of course on a lot of cpu heavy like compressors and stuff like that um which are not the best but we use them anyway <laughs> <laughs> What is, however, the best is our favorite tracks at the moment, don't you think? Oh, these transitions. Oh, wow. we are so, we are, what do, you, what do you mean we are tired? We are in like high performance mode today. Exactly. It's amazing. <laughs> Tell me, what is your favorite track? My favorite track this episode will be one by the awesome Brainwork. Um, also someone who has less attention than he should have. So he could also just be in the underrated or up and coming category for True. us. But um, I did pick him um, as my favorite at the moment with his awesome track, Another Place. Um, it's a collaboration with MNML, where I haven't heard of before. Um, but yeah, it's it's another really vibey piece that's um, yeah just awesome, just awesome to listen to. So I would say we just jump right in and, and have a quick listen. Let's go. So Very nice. the reason why I picked this one is because it's not afraid to have some wonky elements in there. Yeah. And I quite like that. So it has these like clean, um, deeper liquid vibes in there. Mm -hmm. I love the base that that Brainwork has. It's like uh, pretty, pretty typical for him. Um, I think um, the one that we just heard there. Yeah. Um, those are always great quality. Everything is great quality. But what makes this one super cool for me is again the like slightly off, slightly wonky, disrupting elements that are coming in and kind of play with you while you are vibing to the rest of the song. Yeah, it's like it's got some like weird um, like wobbles and stuff in there, um, mm -hmm. that, like the top synths, which make it very fun sounding and bright sounding. Like very puts it in this very special mood for me. It's very relaxing as well. Like this is some type of summer tune to me. Yes, absolutely. So I think without these elements, it would have been like a typical night viber. But like yeah. this, it just turns into something new. And yeah, like also like more that. like dusk. You know, turning from like a nice sunny afternoon, is, and the sun is going down, and it's getting a little bit dark outside. You know. Yeah. Time to. Time to head into the city, discover the city, that type of vibe. That's what that's got for me. It's one of those good ones where like um, on, on a festival where the sun is still up 
Um, yeah, that's one of the like, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a 5 p.m. type of set. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. When everything's like during golden hour, you know? When everything's mm-hmm. starting to look goldish and like nice and shiny, then that's what this yes. feels like. Exactly. Yeah, I can, I can absolutely hear that and imagine that right now. I'm like feeling it's it. So, oh, that, it just, I've said this like every episode at this point, but it keeps surprising me how weird it is that we, two individuals on a massive amount of distance between us, can listen to this track and imagine the same thing just by listening <laughs> to a piece of music. It's so amazing to me. That's honestly great. It is, it is. It's the magic of music. Love it. It's the only um, thing that can make this happen. My music is a little bit less of a uh, 5 p.m. viber, uh, I should say. Because More as I told you... <laughs> yeah, 3 a.m. going hard uh, type of tune. <laughs> like, I told you this uh, before we started recording. I've been listening to a lot of uh, neuro lately, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially a lot of magnitude neuro. Um Magnitude is a duo from the UK and Russia, I believe. And they have this like very futuristic and melodic style of neuro, in my opinion. And this one is their last uh, release, if I remember correctly. It's called Goodbye, featuring Receptor, which is also a Russian artist, uh, which has done some very big collabs uh, with like Noisia and stuff, I think. Um, but like just the, the general vibe of their neuro is so so weird and so cool to me really it's so it's very hard but it's very melodic as well it makes me you know kind of think um about the um like future rhythm type uh genre but then in neuro um so it's, it's <laughs> awfully hard for me to describe this so i'm just gonna let you guys listen to it this is goodbye by magnitude featuring a receptor Do you hear what I'm trying to explain, though? This is... Yeah, of course I do. It's... Wow, this, this one is this one is su- really surprising me. This one is this really, is really good, and it's like one of honestly, those happy, I, energetic ones that like yes, that. push you out into another level again. It's just so much adrenaline in this track, and I've got that feeling with, like pretty much every magnitude track I've listened to at this point. Um, I've not delved into their like early, early releases from a couple of years ago. Um, but like the last couple of tracks they've released are so cool. Like there's another one um, which I love playing in my streams uh, called I'm For You, which has this very similar vibe. Um, let me see if I can quickly find it here. But yeah, it's it's so cool to me, uh, these tracks. So I definitely love this a lot. And you can definitely hear the like dubstepy influence in sound design. Yeah, right. That they're having. That's that's exactly what I mean. It's so it's very clear. Um see if I can find a quick Yeah, second. no, I love it. I love it. Um the melodics are great, um the energy it has, um there's these breaks. Mm-hmm. Just trying to find the <laughs> the drop in this track. Yeah, 
There we go. So, um, this is the other track I was referring to. I'll quickly just drop it in here as well uh, to listen to. This one's called I'm For You, and it's definitely got like the same type of vibe uh, for me at least. So, I'm just gonna let that play. That reminds me so much of the Waze remix that I told you about at the beginning of the episode because of these staccato chords. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what I said, right? It's staccato has been used in neuro like quite heavily. Oh, I love it. I love I love that they are going for these like, yeah, stranger chords in there mm-hmm. and melodies. And oh my God, this is so good. This is yeah. really just so damn good. Exactly, right? So that's my thing. I've been literally rinsing their music. Like, I just went through their uh, their last couple of releases, like, a couple of days ago, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Like, oh, that's even nicer. <laughs> like, oh, this is also great. Like, uh, like, I love the fact that they have these very heavy and intense drops, but there's always, like, that high melodic element layered on top of the bass lines, which is just fantastic to me. It's it's super awesome it's, it's super awesome I'm, lost. I'm, I'm, I'm almost lost for words i need to check those out, out myself and definitely really magnitude skip through all of their songs and see which ones are fit for the playlist i think if i'm not mistaken that i saw their name on the lineup of an event happening next year somewhere in belgium um so i'm definitely gonna try and go there uh if that's how, not how come that out. belgium has all the good events at, uh, at, at their place you know like how, 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 how come you guys think that it's okay to steal all I the mean, good artists i mean belgium is is a pretty small country but we've had quite the influence in drum and bass i guess um yeah i guess so <laughs> we don't know of many fucking uh german drum and bass artists do we <laughs> <laughs> i only know two there's two good ones though. It's uh, it's a guy named uh, Voynich and a guy a guy named Grand Sentence. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with someone who's like German, but I'm just coming up with Austrians right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's next door, but that's no longer Germany. <laughs> they don't count. No, no, there must be some good. Yeah, but I, I, I actually I forgot. I'm super. I'm, I'm not really deep into the German drum and bass scene actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, like, obviously, uh, Netsky, uh, Alex Perez originated from Belgium as well. Um, so, like, we've definitely had our... Uh, no, I think that's Netherlands. Um, okay. On a, well, smaller level, Mate is growing very fast. Uh, Andromedic, obviously also Belgian. He's at what? Holy shit, he's got 300,000 monthly listeners. I did not know that. <laughs> Fuck me, that's almost half a million. You guys are big. Jesus Christ. Fuck, I didn't know he was that big. Well, that is also from Belgium. Um, so, like, I think we have a pretty good influence in drone scene. base. So. You, have a, you have a pretty good scene. I'm, I'm frequently yeah. jealous of it. I mean, this the scene... Uh, the producer scene is better than the actual rave scene because most of the race rave scene in Belgium is just Belgian jump up. Uh, sadly enough, even though that's changing, I mean, it is changing. So we have a bright future, but it's at still least needs you have some, work. some. You know, at least you have Fact, some raves. Facts. Like, 
to begin with. <laughs> I don't I don't mind it anymore. Like I used to be very against Belgian jump up at some point. Um but I think I've grown into it um a lot more recently. Probably just due to the lack of uh possibilities to go out and then finally being able to do something. I guess that had a big uh, role to play in it as well. I mean, honestly, like people hate on jump up all the time. I like to do it as well for the meme and everything. But when you are <laughs> at a party and they are playing good jump up, I mean, it hits uh, different. It just everybody different. would be lying if they wouldn't go crazy. Yeah, but it's like the same with the with the magnitude songs. It just pushes so much adrenaline into the room all of a sudden. I think, um, yeah, which is why I like it so much. Definitely for parties, this is amazing music. Um, um, for home listening, I will always stick to liquidy stuff. Um, but at parties, it kind of depends what kind of mood I am in. Um, if I gotta get work done, it's definitely liquid. Like I've been listening to liquid since ten in the morning um, right <laughs> today, uh, up until we recording this episode. So it was liquid all day. But like, if I just want to vibe, I'll listen to everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these days I just seldom listen to to other drum and bass than liquid drum and bass. I really got this like old man mentality of just sticking to the thing that I like. Yeah, and everything you else to, is, remember you hmm? talked about that a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember narrowing you your about view on music. So that's not good. <laughs> Might want to work on that. <laughs> I may have to, yes, I may have to. I may have to be more active with finding new music and being open mm -hmm. to other genres. <laughs> I think now is uh, also a good time to start rounding off the episode here. Um, obviously, as every week, we've come to the end of the episode and we've still not got a name for it. So, have you got any good we, ideas? How, how, how do we always forget this? Okay. Um, Too busy just memeing and getting off track <laughs> i think that's really the problem here should we just call it like the wonky one the wonky one yeah could be i that's think it was a bit wonky it was a bit wonky especially with your, nice your intro about christmas and then us not having a single christmas topic in here it was a very christmasy episode i'm very glad that you had this um festivity yes. episode with me this exactly time. the um, most wonderful time New of the year, year. yes beautiful yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it as well. I love it as well. Um, we really rounded off the year here. Um, yeah, I, mean, I hope we gave you Christmas feelings. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, we could say that it's like on topic for us, isn't it? This is yeah. just we are goofy and we do this type of dumb shit. So it's we stay true to ourselves. That's that's nice. us. That's us. <laughs> um, we do want to like reiterate what we said at the beginning of the video. Um, this episode is going to go up on the 28th, which is uh, tomorrow of December. So this is like the, the end of the year episode. And then there will be one more episode in two weeks at the start of January. And then we will take a little bit of a winter break uh, to focus on exams, um, which are all the way through the middle of February. So the second season of Based and Breaks will be starting uh, in February. And I definitely hope to see you guys there. It, um, we've been, or at least I have been getting a lot of positive feedback over the, the shows that we've been doing. I have no doubt you had the same uh, thing as well. I did, I did. And it, it really, truly warms my heart to see that you guys are enjoying these episodes. And we want to thank you for always being here and listening. So 
for the final time this year, I want to give a massive shout out to each and every single one of you out there that's listening to the episodes. If it's just casually, if it's just in the background, if it's just because you like the way we sound or the dumb shit we talk about, <laughs> um, it's all good. We're happy to have you. Everyone's welcome here. And yeah, next season starts off in February, little short break over January. And uh, I hope you guys have a good one. Have a have a great new year. I hope you had great festivities and um, you have a great celebration and that the new year will bring a lot of good stuff for you all. Exactly. So one final time in this year. Thank you all. Stay tuned and stay safe. I'm out for now. Peace. Peace. <laughs>